What is going on, you guys, and welcome back to the Maker Made Podcast. This is episode 44. My name's Tyler, joined as usual by my good buddy, Doggy. What's going on, Doggy? What up, what up? What's up, my brother? How you doing? Nothing much, man. I'm good. Happy to be here. Very excited. This episode is actually brought to you guys by Jobber and the Jobber Summit. The Jobber Summit is taking place on March 1st. Be sure to mark your calendars. Check the link in our bio if you have any interest in signing up. It's totally free, 100% online, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But for now, let's dive into uh, what's been going on. So we've been trying to record this episode for a week. Three days. Yeah. Or three attempts in the last week. My goodness. Just having, uh, this software is, or whatever this internet that we uh, record on is just not cooperating. But that's yeah. okay. I think we got it dialed in now. At least I hope. Otherwise, you guys will never hear this. So if you're hearing it, it's probably good. So uh, Dougie, what's been going on? Update me. How's life going? Uh, life's good. Um, pretty steady at my full-time job on my, my job job and, uh, in the shop. Actually, today's exciting. I think I made my first sale of 2023. Oh, um, yeah. So on a high capacity ramen dispenser or what, dude? Oh no, I got to follow up with that person. Cause they want a, a logo engraved on the top. Um, the, uh, those sushi boards, with, uh, so I sold them the sushi tray with the little slot for the chopsticks and then the little hole for the cup, the ceramic cup for soy sauce. Mm. Um, I think I sold them for 60 bucks each. I won 10 for two. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, it was totally random. Didn't really advertise it. Um, but been doing a lot of projects in the shop for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that Tennessee template um, brick pattern sign that I made which I used oh, yeah. the Westfall Wood Co. Tennessee um, template. That was really fun. And feeling pretty excited about woodworking again, kind of just getting back into the groove, still still working my way out of that uh, post-Christmas kind of... <laughs> drag. Like, yeah, just drag. Um, well, you at um, least, like, you don't necessarily like, have to be in the shop, especially, you know, if you're not having any active orders. So you have the... It's nice that you're having fun in the shop. You know what I mean? You're not being yeah. forced to be out there. So if you're not feeling it, you don't have to go out there. But if you are feeling it, you can't. Yeah. And then um, so uh, Charlie is buying a new belt sander and he's giving me his old one. So you'll probably start seeing some some more knives from me uh, moving forward because nice. those were super fun to make. And I think with uh, boxes on them and everything, you could probably – mark them up pretty high uh, for a good knife. So hopefully that'll kind of drum up a different type of business. But yeah, the weather's uh, getting really nice here and been able to work with the shop doors open, get a nice breeze, blow up sawdust everywhere from places I didn't know where it was before. Um, (laughs) All good. All good things. Uh, How about you? What you got going on? Oh, so obviously I talked about before that I was kind of just not really in the I guess a good headspace to be honest with you. I was not feeling very motivated. I was not really having uh, the best of time. I guess just kind of struggling, you know, just going through the paces, doing what I had to do, but not necessarily having fun doing it, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah. I think I've been trying to make a lot of moves to kind of get my swagger back, so to speak, and get into the zone again, which is where I should be and need to be. Um, Turn my swag and, on. Soldier yeah. boy, tell him. You know how it goes, dude. But uh, yeah, and I have been uh, pursuing that, and it seems like it's been working. I definitely have found my motivation again, uh, working on some unique projects, getting some good wins under the belt. 
Um, I ironically had a little bit of a, a failure in the shop, but it was a beneficial one. It was actually an epoxy fail, which I'm sure you will find great joy in because I always give you crap oh, about yeah, yeah, you yeah, messing yeah. up epoxy. We can dive into that in a little bit, but uh, got a, some fun orders coming up. Um, uh, some modifications to the shop are coming here soon. Um, I have a vacation coming up in a little under 30 days that I'm really excited about. Uh, so yeah, things are looking up, getting my feet back under me getting some projects knocked out and having fun along the way. So can't what's really the, complain, uh, you know? What's the shop uh, improvement? What's the shop change that's coming down the line? Um, I believe I've mentioned it already, but I'm doing, uh, I got the spindle kit from Poon CNC for my uh, Onefinity Journeyman machine. Okay. Um, and when I put that on, I'm going to be totally revamping the CNC table. Um, I was originally going to do a whole new like table assembly with cabinets and drawers and stuff. But I currently have it on one of those like Craig pre-made workbenches. Have you seen those before? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen yours too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot you've been to my shop. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to keep that just because I already invested a lot of money in that thing and it does work really well. Um, I'm just going to kind of mod it to have drawers on it, so I'll be able to have much more storage in there. And then I'm going to throw on a torsion box top, so I have a really nice flat CNC nice. table. And then uh, a all new wasteboard, and then obviously the spindle kit will go on there, and then I will be in a much better place CNC wise because I've been kind of just getting by barely with my current setup. I mean, it works, yeah. but it's definitely not efficient, and it does not make me happy to use. So that's kind of some steps I've been making in trying to make my time in the shop as pleasant as possible. So yeah, for that'll sure. be exciting. And then once I get that done, I will be doing a new outfeed table, which is also much needed. Um, going to give me a lot more storage and get a lot of clutter out of there. Um, I cleaned out some closets in my house that I can st stuff some stuff in that shouldn't be in, some things that are in my shop that shouldn't be in the shop. I'm going to get that out of the shop. So I have space for things that actually matter. Um, unfortunately I'm kind of like out of wall space in my shop, but, uh, I do have some space on a French cleat wall, so that'll help a lot. And then the new drawers I'll be building, will be super handy. And yeah, so that's really exciting. Always, uh, always like to evolve in a positive manner with shop furniture. Yeah. The way you, uh, you talk about the, like doing a whole new thing for your, uh, CNC versus just modding it and getting those drawers on there. Mm -hmm. I did the same exact thing with my outfit table when I was moving. We, I mean, we got it somehow into my moving box. You and me, <laughs> I think it was huge. It's six feet, six feet by four feet and heavy as heck with yeah. tons of drawers and stuff in it. Um, and when I was moving, I'm thinking maybe I should just get rid of it and re-engineer, make a brand new one. No, mm -hmm. nope, not doing that. I'm just going to mod this one, get this one. Perfect. This one works. Uh, I don't need to reinvent the wheel here, but um, right. I feel you on that one. But sometimes it is nice to have a, a brand new, you know, because I built that before I knew really anything about woodworking. Yeah, you know, I was like totally. two, two years ago, I, I kind of built that one. So, um, like you said, it would be evolve. nice to have a whole new design, you know, something that I know would work perfectly in my shop. But uh, with m at least your outfit's a little bit of a different story. You have obviously adapted now at this point to make it work with your new space. Um, mine, my outfit definitely needs to be completely remade just because I'm going with a totally different size. So that's obviously. Uh, one downfall of my plan but with the cnc table totally i already have that table costed i think like 350 bucks 
Uh, And I would have to spend, I mean, you got to cost is a factor, you know, in building stuff for yourself, obviously. Um, And it would just save so much money by keeping to use that table. So that's obviously a huge factor. Yeah. And it works solid and it's a, it's a really good base to build off of. So, yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. But it's just something that needs to be done. And I think I will do that probably the week before my cruise, which is March 17th, we leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that vacation I'm doing. So I have, before then, I have an order of 10 of these cocktail tables. I haven't posted about them yet. Maybe I will by the time this podcast goes live. But uh, another one of those event companies had me make, I showed you a picture, obviously, of it, right? Mm-hmm. Super fun little cocktail table designed for an event company, um, making a bunch of those for them. And I'll be getting that done here in the next uh, two weeks, probably. Um, we've been having some communication issues back and forth, but I think they're finally getting dialed in now and I'll be busting those out for them. And after that, you know, it'd be nice to get that. Uh, it's, it's a big job, you know, so which means a big check once it gets all said and done. And then once I do that, that's when I'll go ahead and make my lumber run, get a bunch of plywood, some sheet goods, and uh, it'll be pretty basic design for the two tables that I've been talking about to build for the shop, but uh, very excited. And like I said, that's just going to be so big for getting organization back under my belt because when I first built all this stuff when I moved into this house, I had the perfect amount of storage. And obviously two years now I've acquired a lot more stuff and bigger tools and all that. So it'll be nice to get a full, just get set back up. You know, I just feel like I've been making do with the space, but I, like I said, you know, going back to my mental health and taking care of myself first, it's gotta be done. always comes first. Um, yeah. So, uh, I wanted to, let me jump into this, uh, epoxy blunder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that this is going to bring you some joy. So I had this order of, I think I talked about it last week, but I had two, order, I had two orders of charcuterie boards. Uh, one was a set of four with a uh, engraving backfield of epoxy for a, a local restaurant. Um, that all went great. And I decided at the same exact time, I had another client who wanted a, a basic leaving the live edge on about 30 inches long by 10 inches wide, just a, a slab of uh, willow or uh, Indian rosewood. Okay. Okay. And then she was like, is there any way that you can like personalize it? I was like, absolutely. You know, I got the CNC, we got the laser. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and she was like, do you think that you could do one of those epoxy fills, uh, and match my backsplash? And I was like, I I feel like backsplashes are normally like white or maybe like a dark color. So sure. No problem. Yeah. She sends me a picture and it's like this bright blue tile. And I was like, well, that's a very unique choice, but yeah, I can still match it. You know, they make pigments that color. Uh, so anyway, I do the carve on the CNC. Everything's going great. Um, the Technically, the carving was a little off where I wanted it to be, but it still worked out perfect. Um, and I was like, you know what? Let me just backfill this. It was just a V-carve uh, on the CNC. So there was, the deepest part was probably like a quarter of an inch, like at the most. Okay. And uh, so I was like, oh, let me take a little bit of uh, CA glue and kind of just backfill it a little bit so I don't have to use as much epoxy because I'm a stupid baby. Yeah. Um, and I did that with CA glue and it went perfect, you know, just a little bead all in the bottoms of all the letters, sprayed it with the accelerator, uh, let that sit for, you know, 30 minutes or so. Everything was fine. And then to make You'll, things. Wait a minute. Pause, pause, pause. You leave hmm. CA glue for 30 minutes, but you take stuff out of the clamps after 30 minutes too. But you make it, you, well, those are like the opposite. You can sand CA glue after like 10 seconds, but you got to wait uh, 30 minutes, but you're putting I didn't wood. Like, 
I didn't like intentionally wait 30 minutes. It was just like I had other tasks that I got done before that one before. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. uh, I'm sorry. Well, those those four charcuterie boards that I made for that restaurant, I took them out of clamps and planed them within an hour for sure. And it's cold out here and everything went perfectly fine. They look perfect. But uh, so anyway, do the I do the backfill, the uh, CA glue, whatever. And then I go to mix up some epoxy. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just use this. Uh, of course, I'm forgetting the name right now, but it's that epoxy I told you about where it's like a two. It's a shoot. It's that Bondo product. Do you know? I think I told you about it. It's like brown. I use it to like, fill knots now. Okay. It's like a 20 minute epoxy. Yeah. yeah. And the, the Bondo, like, like oh. the, the, the mixture that you get, like, it's like a paint jar almost and you get the little cream and you mix them together no 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 no. i'm talking about an actual it's like a fiberglass resin that's what it is a fiberglass resin and i've been using it to fill knot holes because it dries super fast okay it's supposed to be like 20 sandable in 20 minutes uh and i was like oh let me just do this real quick i'll just use this instead of you know a tabletop epoxy that i don't i you know i have to get out and measure and all that stuff so i use this yeah and put my pigment in there got the color i wanted uh and i poured it and then, like, 20 minutes later, it's not hard. 30 minutes later, probably an hour later, I come back, and the surface is hard. But I noticed that when I pressed on it, like, epoxy from underneath would like come soft. out. Yeah, like, on, yeah, okay. for sure. So, and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. So, let it sit for another, like, couple hours. Just leave the shop, come back. Still that exact same way. It's not curing. So, I assume I threw off the balance when I put the pigment in there. And it just wasn't enough hardener or yeah. something or something was wrong. It's not meant to be tinted, I don't believe. Um, so I was like, well, shoot, this sucks. This, but I, I don't want this board to be ruined. So what I did was I was able to chisel out. Because like I said, the bottom of the carve was still soft. So the top was hard. And I was able to basically like pull out the epoxy, literally. And then I came in and I like wiped down the soft epoxy i got some mineral spirits and try to wipe it down yeah and then i was like okay well let's wise up and let's use tabletop epoxy like we normally would or another thing about why that fiberglass resin didn't work i don't know if there was some kind of issue with the star bond ca glue down there causing some kind of chemical imbalance nothing but issues with star bond recently so that i would put money on that too interesting um yeah that's weird so, and then I was like, okay, if wise up, let's use my tabletop epoxy that I know will work. Um, so I did that, mixed it up, and <laughs> I texted you. And I was like, hey, this epoxy, you know, this was like the next day, probably 12 hours later. And I was like, this is like t- a tiny bit sticky on the surface, but do you think I'm good to, you know, sand it? And you didn't reply for like five minutes, and I already made an executive decision to send it through the drum sander. Did it gunk and your drum sander up? Brand new paper, gunked up. You know, the roll's ruined now. And I literally just posted a video. Oh, I and I got to revisit that video topic on Instagram. But uh, yeah, brand new drum sander paper, ruined, gunked it up. The carve was ruined. Poxy was not cured all the way. Stupid, so stupid. I'm like kicking myself at this point because this is, this is a doggy move. This is not a me move, to be honest. So I was like, gosh dang it. No, don't even I, say that. I wait till the next day to, to plane anything after wood glue. Mm, Epoxy yeah, at it, least a day and a half or two. So, 
Let me let that me is rephrase. A I should have said that is a millennial. No. I don't have patience. No, I need. I've never. Like, I've never made an. I wonder epoxy if Amazon has the same day delivery. Amazon that cures the same <laughs> epoxy day. Like you millennials, man. No, I'm not even a millennial. I'm lower than that. But I shouldn't and, have said that that was a you mistake. I should have said like this is something that would happen to you because yeah. you have some epoxy malfunctions. That's that's fair to say, oh, right? I'm giving you grief. I have. <laughs> I have those HDP molds for coasters outside that epoxy has uh-huh. been curing for like two and a half months and it's still tacky. <laughs> <laughs> <I've> oh, been... <laughs> Charlie was like, oh, wait, these are still sticky. And he goes, when did you pour them? And I was like, November. <laughs> <laughs> September 08. Oh, oh, um, yeah. So uh, oh. no, I have plenty of plenty of malfunctions. Yeah, so that that's what I meant, you know, like you're the one that has the epoxy issues. I've had very, very good fortune, thank God, up until this point. Um, but anyway, so I'm rolling with the punches, obviously. And I just, I throw this board in the corner of the garage and I don't visit it for until this morning. Um, today's Monday, by the way, February 20th. Uh, like I said, we've been trying to record this episode for a week. But uh, so I just, I'm defeated, right? And I told the client, I was like, hey, you know, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to need a few more days to get this buttoned up. And she was super cool about it, obviously. Um, and then so I go out there today and I am chiseling out the epoxy and it just is horrible. And then I'm like, you know what? I got to cut my losses. I'm, I'm going to try to plane the carving out, see if I can get mm-hmm. it back to, a, a, you know, hope it's not too thin of a board. Um, so I only had to take a quarter of an inch off and I'm still at a little over three quarters of an inch, thankfully. Um, and I ran the carve again and I did epoxy pour the proper way. Didn't backfill it or anything. Got the perfect color match. And uh, that's Kieran now. And I'm hoping everything will be good with that. But I definitely got my comeuppets for making fun of you for so much on uh, the epoxy pours. And I'm sorry. And now I feel your pain. No, I mean, epoxy is one of those things that I have actually very exciting news uh, with um old login epoxy which is a fairly new slash small account on instagram um that i actually set up a deal with them to get a lot of epoxy and a lot of epoxy moving forward uh so i think they got like 12 gallons coming my way uh, for a couple projects which you knew from earlier but um i i make just about every wrong decision or I have I have messed up epoxy in every way that you can mess up epoxy, right? Like, but like I mentioned, those things I mixed outside, clearly there wasn't enough hardener or the mixture was just off in one mm-hmm. direction or the other. So they're just not curing all the way. Um, Something it's like right. When you, <laughs> it's like when you uh, go to like CC's Pizza and you stand in front of the, the drinking fountain, like the, the soda dispenser and the floor is all sticky. Like that's what my like the, the epoxy feels like on the top. <laughs> um, I poured three gallons into that light mold two years ago in Monterey, took a shower and the epoxy cured so <laughs> three gallons cured in like 10 minutes and was about 900 freaking degrees. Um, like I could see the epoxy steaming. Um, so I've like sent it into exotherm, right? I haven't cured it enough. I've made molds that leak. I've made molds that weren't level. Like, you know, just anything that, could possibly happen murphy's law right murphy was an epoxy maker so uh, if something (laughs) can go wrong it will go wrong so that's always been fun and uh here i am reaching out to companies for 12 gallons of epoxy to make mistakes (laughs) with uh but it's a a tricky beast you know well and that's actually something to kind of i mean turn the conversation from 
our epoxy blunders and mistakes to um, kind of our discussion about talking to sponsors um, from months and months ago, where like I got a bunch of epoxy coming from this company. And it was kind of one of those cool examples of like knowing, and I'm, I'm saying this in a way that I'm hopefully going to uh, clarify, but like knowing your worth, right? So like one company said, hey, we can give you 10% off our epoxy. I was like, I could get 10% like on Amazon. I could get 10% off. Like that's not really a discount. That's not really a sponsorship. And right. this guy was like, no, man, we'll get you all the epoxy you want. And it wasn't like a... Normally in the past when I've gotten it, it's been like, Hey, here's three gallons. And that's like a table for me. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it's like, once you're done, like now what, like, what do I do? Like, I don't have any epoxy left. So he said mm -hmm. 12 gallons. I'm like, that's at least four tables. I got that chessboard I want to do. Like I've got a ton of leeway where he's basically just saying, take what you can and just do whatever and advertise. And um, mm -hmm. on the flip side of that, being no contracts involved at all. He said, if I don't see like some like degree of increase in sales or pro, you know, website visits, then, then it won't continue down the line. So right. I have to find a creative way to um, bring value to that brand, which I think so I can do. want to work with you further. Yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, I talked to him on the phone this morning for like 15, 20 minutes and I'm like, this is a good company to like grow with as opposed to mm -hmm. all these big names out there that are already um, established with their, you know, marketing, advertising, stuff like that. So I guess back to that sponsorship discussion, find a company that's, you know, a good company, but like up and coming and try to grow with them in the long run. Because that could, I mean, pay dividends and, you know, five, five years down the line if you're still doing what you're doing right we'll see yeah i hear that big time and that that's uh good for you and obviously the goal is for it to pan out and be beneficial mutually beneficial moving forward you know that's obviously the the dream in those scenarios and what their hopes are and what your hopes should be and your goals and aspirations to make it mutually beneficial and uh i i kind of get a little stressed out sometimes when there isn't like a set upon like list of deliverables yep. you know what i mean like mm -hmm. so but but it's cool that they were you know flexible with you and uh and all that stuff because it, it's stressful one way but it's also helpful in the other direction i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah but uh overall that's still cool well I'm yeah and that's happy. sometimes deadlines and specifics yeah bring a little like they can hamper your creativity but they help me get them done on time um but yeah, again, well, like, you know, incredible solutions with that last round of epoxy rockler. I think I posted that rockler video for my dust collector on the last day of September, which was the last date that <laughs> that was due. And that was incredibly like stressful and frustrating for me trying to figure out how to do YouTube. So yeah, yeah I'm pretty excited that I'll have this volume. Yeah. I, uh, you posted a video recently and I haven't even seen it and I, I feel so bad. Eight days oh. ago, you posted a video, the Cedar Epoxy River End Table, shameless plug. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, How do you feel about it? Is I mean, it, it was a special or? I don't think so. Um, I think I posted on like a Friday afternoon. Um, and it apparently was not 
the right time. I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, definitely not doing as well as my Rockler video. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think YouTube is one of those things that since I'm not a YouTuber, I don't like care that much. I just want to put out mm-hmm. a decent, decent quality video um, mm-hmm. and hope that it works. Yeah. So it's only like 150 views. So pretty low. Um, well, you're also that, the, uh, uh, that Rockler video you did, it was kind of a late grower, wasn't it? Cause I remember you, I mean, you probably got like a thousand views like the first week. I, I could be completely wrong, but that's how I recall it. And then I remember it popped up on my feed again, like, uh, probably like two months later and you were at like 15 K and I was like, Whoa, dude, how did that, uh, yeah, it's at 18 right bit? now. Um, it's at 18, but I think people, if they're looking up dust collectors, those videos come up. Mm-hmm. I think epoxy river tables are probably the market's pretty saturated in terms of content online. Um, mm-hmm. so probably a lower percentage shot there. Um, but again, like I said, I just want to make a decent video. I got the voiceover, I think, dialed in um, and just kind of had fun with it. And that's the biggest thing for me. So um, I'll get there when I get there. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. won't get there before so, that. <laughs> that's funny. But uh, yeah, so uh, back to Instagram. And we were talking about how I ruined a brand new uh, sheet or roll of drum sander paper. So I came back from a little bit of a hiatus and I posted a couple things, you know, uh, maybe like one a week for like three weeks, I guess. And one of the videos I posted was me changing the drums, the paper on my Laguna 2550 drum mm-hmm. sander. And uh, first day was nothing special. I think it almost got to 10K views, which is, you know, it's, it's weird right now, but that's kind of low for, I would say, the norm. Like when I'm posting consistently, mm-hmm. only 10K views in a day, but who knows what's going on right now. And I was pretty happy to get that, to be honest, 10K in a day. Um, and then I woke up the next day and it was at like 50K. And I started noticing like some followers coming in, which is something that hasn't really happened a lot lately. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I guess long story short is the video did super well. It's at 271,000 views, which is more than probably my last 20 posts combined, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think the highest video I've had is uh, I posted a little uh, assembly video of some CNC cut box joints I did. And I posted that in on December 10th. That's my last really, you know, kind of successful post. And that got 95,000 views. Um, so it feels good to get a, you know, one that stuck, got promoted for a little while. And weirdly enough about that is I had got a notification this morning and it was at like 250,000 views. And it said that your video was removed for Sony something copyright infringements or something like that. I I get those periodically, but, uh, so I appealed it right away and I was like, Hey, this is Instagram that or this is music that Instagram provided me and I own every single clip that was in the video. There's yeah. no chance that it doesn't even show any logos or anything like that. So I appealed it and I never got a notification if the appeal worked, but the video has also gotten like 30,000 views since this morning. So I guess <laughs> something's working. working, I guess. Yeah, I think, but I don't know. That was a weird one. La- I have like one video in the last two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve of them that are uh, is over 30k but that 13th mm-hmm. video is my rama dispenser and that's at 350,000 hell yeah well, yours aren't bad like you're still getting like 
12, the 12,000, 20,000, 15, 20, 30. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not as good as normal. Yeah. I mean, compared to my videos, that's, I would be very pleased with those numbers. Instagram is just so weird right now. And bottom line, it's kind of what you, like what you value on Instagram. I value my monthly reels bonus, which I post two videos and I get to a hundred dollars. I post 10 more (laughs) videos and I get to a hundred and ten dollars. If you're lucky. So it's like. I'm once I hit my hundred dollars, I'm good with just kind of posting whatever. It doesn't really matter um, what the results are. Um, so, yeah. Long story short, I'll take whatever I can get from Instagram, and I'll give yeah. whatever I want to give back. Yeah, for right now, it's it's just been I've just basically been collecting my like hundred dollars guaranteed from the reels play bonus. Um, I think I'm a little bit above that with that video that fortunately had some good traction. So I'm gonna get back to posting a few times a week and just staying consistent on it because I should definitely not neglect that platform because, you know, I think one of the big things too with this whole little mental snafu I've been going through the past like two months, I feel very out of touch with people who I normally would stay in touch with, you know, like the maker community, I guess I've just been Mm -hmm. feeling distant. And since I haven't been heavy on Instagram, I haven't been seeing a lot of things and exchanging messages with people who I normally would. So that's something that I'm going to be paying attention to a lot here in the next, you know, just days, coming days. Uh, And I like a big one, for example, is I didn't even know you posted a YouTube video. You never specifically told me you did, which Mm. I feel like we did. It never, it just never came up in conversation, I guess. I posted a bunch Uh, of stories with links directly to it. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe it was lost in that. Uh, Well, I mean, I I see all of your posts and all of your stories normally. Well, actually, that's not true because I told you, I think last week, that I hadn't seen your last like six posts. Like they just didn't come up in my feed. Which is very weird. So that's you know just once again Instagram being Instagram. The old but, shit, uh, yeah. And I, I ha- apparently haven't been paying as good enough attention to stories as I should because I sh- most certainly should have seen that you posted a link. And anytime you post a story, you're always the first bubble on my yeah. little uh, feed because obviously I engage with you the most. Like you, Charlie, and then Corey from Low Tower Woodworks are like my top top few. The boys, dude. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, Instagram will always be Instagram. People try to, uh, I don't want to say like get upset or get frustrated with it because it can be frustrating if you're mm-hmm. putting a lot of time and effort into editing and posting. It is frustrating when it doesn't match your input effort. Uh, but at the end of the day, right. uh, like again, a lot of people complain that about reels and short videos that aren't showing anything. Like Instagram's an entertainment app. If your post isn't entertaining... <laughs> It's not gonna get like it's not gonna get circulated. You're not gonna hit that right. that sweet spot in the algorithm. And as soon as people realize that, then it's like, there you go. There's your answer why your post didn't do well. Um, yeah. What what drives me crazy is when people like make fun of a certain type of content. It's like, hey, it's one thing if you don't enjoy it, but like, let's if that video's got like a million views on it, there's a million other people who did enjoy it. You know. So I don't know. I, I definitely think that some opinions should be kept to yourself and you're obviously more than welcome to have your own opinion, Yeah. but uh, just in a public space and in a situation like that, it's, it's like, if you don't want to play the game, don't play it. Opinions, don't man. participate. I said that before. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one and they all stink. <laughs> um, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, 
And that's the same way we're saying that, right? Like other people have the opposite viewpoint. So it's like, do what you want to do and make the app whatever you want it to be for your account. Um, I know a guy on there that makes, he's the one I got the war club idea from. He posts those things for sale. And within an hour, they're all sold. Like his videos are just him holding it in front of the camera. Like, you know, not him in it, just his hand. Uh-huh. And within an hour, you'll look at it and be like, edit, sold. Like that's what the guy does with it. <laughs> he doesn't have, he's got 8,000 followers, 10,000 followers, something like that. And mm-hmm. he's getting paid out of it. Like make it whatever you want it to be for yourself and yeah. just be content with it and don't bash other people for doing stuff that you don't like. Like right. this isn't third grade. Yeah. And I was actually talking to a, a rep from a, a company that I was attempting to work with and potentially still will. But uh, it was really cool because he was a guy who's been in, he's basically been a maker, you know, whether it be woodworking or CNC, or I think he does metalworking even. Uh, he's been doing it for like 20 years. So like he's been, he's seen the Instagram blow or the YouTube blow up, the Instagram blow up, you know, Twitter, everything you can imagine. You know, he's been a in touch with technology guy that has grown through all of these new crazy changes that have happened, you know, since the early 2000s or whatever, right? And it was very cool hearing his perspective on all of that stuff now as he attempts to find success in the content creation realm of the maker community, or even just in general, you know, just the content creation in general. So he's tried YouTube videos, he's tried Instagram reels, long format videos, whatever. And uh, it was really cool hearing the way he talked about it, because I was like, damn, you know, like, it's someone he's obviously you know 20 years older than i am but Mm -hmm. we were able to have the same conversation about like this shit is a mess sometimes to figure out and you should most certainly not lose sleep over and i admittedly i have you know we've stressed about it a lot before um luckily i'm that's kind of not my biggest worry right now uh and it never will be again i don't think but uh you just gotta roll the punches and you know if you don't like i said if you don't want to play the game don't play the game it's as simple as that I decided to step away from it for a while. I took a long time off posting, like over six months. Pull, and I pulled the Tom Brady retire, then come back out of retirement. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> I guess that's why they call me the goat. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, it's if if it's not you know, if it's causing you unsettling un, if it's causing you, you know, issues in your day to day life and it's not something you need to do, just don't do it. Yeah. I feel like that's so dumb to say, but it's the truth. And I don't think there's any problem in the world. You know, if you, if you want to step away, step away. No one's going to blame you for it. And that being said, um, followers don't like do the follower. Like the increase in numbers, right? The boost at the end of last year when I was doing those coasters. Um, other than those coasters did not bring me any sales. Like I said earlier, I just made like my first sale of 2023. Um, followers mm-hmm. means nothing to do with your success or in my opinion, your mental well-being, like outside of like this little Instagram bubble. Um, yeah, I make more sales on referrals and mm-hmm. other, you know, Facebook marketplace, stuff like that. So yeah, if Instagram isn't doing it for you, then don't do Instagram. Bottom line, something mm-hmm. we say a lot and we, we harp on a lot because it's very easy to get sucked into it and to buy into that i'm not doing well here so like i'm not like good at this i don't know just do you man i also i just just don't like i also don't like seeing we talk about it on this 
podcast, obviously, quite heavily, like you just mentioned. But, I mean, we probably do say a lot of negative stuff about it. But, you know, if it ever got to a point where we didn't, <laughs> I don't know, it's 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 a hard topic to talk about. You know, I feel like it doesn't get talked about a lot. And I know that a lot of people have been realizing what we're exactly what we're talking about, you know, where it's such an easy thing to cut out of your life and stop worrying about it. But uh... it it's it's no, I mean, bottom line is if if it's bringing you any sort of like mental like stress or like if you're distraught because you're not doing well, it is so easy to just stop. And mm-hmm. if that's driving your your stress level, like I don't know, man, that, that seems like the easiest thing to just improve to it is to, to cut that out. Um, and no one says you have to cut it out forever, right? If, like you said, you took a six month break and it works wonders, um, just like anything. So nice little reset button. Yeah. It's a, it's like, uh, blowing in a cartridge on the Nintendo 64. Like it just fixes <laughs> everything. Um, that is true. Take a All right. break. I feel like we've we've beat this horse to death enough, um, and uh, no, no, no. I think so it's probably it's it's beating a dead horse. You're not killing the horse. The horse is already dead, and you're beating it. Oh, okay. So yeah, gonna... I had a misunderstanding there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Good what doggy said, and on that note, um, I think it's probably time to wrap up. Would you say, dog? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another thank you to uh, our sponsor of this episode, Jobber. You guys are awesome. Uh, please check out the link in our bio to uh, get involved in the Jobber Summit coming up here uh, March 1st. Totally free event. And also, don't forget to check out the Jobber program in general. Take your business to the next level. What's and that is all. And on that note, I think we uh, peace out of here, dog. Peace, peace. Peace.